What's going on, Workforce? Brian and Chris here. And today we're actually going to dive into a little bit of spoiler uh, talk. We're going to go a little bit longer of an intro just in case this autoplayed. I don't want to risk ruining any expectation of the story so far. Now, I am only level 83. Uh, I have not even made it to some theoretical first trial. Uh, if obviously patterns, you know, kind of fill out that you would expect that there's going to be some kind of first trial, maybe around the level range. Historically, Historically. they're 83. Historically, the second trial does whatever it wants because it's yeah. 87, 87, 89 or, yeah. or 57, 67, 79. Yeah. So uh, if you've uh, already been that far into the story, uh, you should be absolutely safe as a part of this discussion as it relates uh, to Endwalker. Uh, and so honestly, I have to say I'm very happy. I've finally been able to step in. I've been able to also beat the Q boss two times this weekend. Uh, which is a real, really thrilling thing. And so I'm really happy to see That's that. Uh, well, honestly, when I got in, it was like, if it was under 2000, I felt pretty confident that it wasn't going to kick me out. Once I start seeing 3000s, I never can get in. And it's just because of the 2002s, which if you guys aren't aware, is getting patched tonight. It's getting patched tonight. Game's going to be offline 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. So, so that's 10 p.m. Uh, Central. Comes back tomorrow. Going to test it out on Tuesday for you guys to see if that resolves it personally so uh, honestly it's i think a spot of luck because i literally just said if it lets what me what time in, of day was it for just to have a uh three o'clock like uh three o'clock and then on late in the day yeah like cool uh i think essentially why my theory that i was able to get in this weekend was because spider-man came out and i think a lot of people who've been just marathoning and walker probably wanted to maybe go see a movie that was my hope. that literally was like i was Ugh. like i'm wondering if they're gonna go how see can you like other things how can you like other things <laughs> you, you, you. you have to only like final fantasy spider-man spider-man i i figured spider-man would be my hero and so far anecdotal information you know uh testing i saw don't something. look up with leo and and j-law and i i enjoyed it yeah okay <laughs> um i enjoyed it it's cathartic. So if you didn't like Bo Burnham's inside, you're like, that oh, dwelled a little on 2020 for me. Don't watch. Don't look up. <laughs> um, so I think we've now come to a point where hopefully if you uh, needed to bounce out of the video that you've bounced out and everybody here has experienced the story up through level 83. Uh, a couple of notes um, that I want to say, I absolutely adore the accompaniment missions and i find it a little bit jarring and this isn't a critique it's just like i want more of those in my life and i maybe if i had more i would think the opposite but we still have those ones where it's like okay go talk to this you know position and they go ahead and jump ahead and then there's the occasional times where i'm running alongside them and the fact that i can get like even more information about where i'm at in the zone by going to those special spots i adore that and honestly i'm like I want more of that. I don't know if anybody else feels that way. Uh, maybe it gets horrible and they just keep doing it more and more into the story. But as far as it goes at level 83, I keep going, man, I wish there was more accompany missions as a part of how instead of like, oh, they're just going to go and hop over here. What do you think, Chris? So there's two that you did very early on. Um, and we're going to have this talk for everybody in the comment section that's like, I want to I want to talk about the future. We'll get there. We're going to record these in sequence because we can only have Brian's viewpoint of this point that we record now. Yeah. Um, the first kind of big two that you do, uh, you're in Old Sherland and there's all this optional stuff. Yeah. That you can learn about Old Sherland. The same with kind of reading the different books. You can mm -hmm. really spend time reading the books. And so there is a ton of Sherland lore. And these were a great narrative storytelling device where everybody's like, I want to know what's going on with Old Sherland. Everybody who doesn't, you don't have to. 
Right. Except that you ran around and picked up all your Aetherites first. Yeah. And you went to teleport and it leaves them behind. Right. And so what I, I think when they presented it, they kind of implied that it would be like heavily optional. Yeah. Like, like this is a feature that is meant to be story nerds and story skippers can now exist in parallel. And it really feels like story nerds, yeah, you story skippers are gonna have to I mean it's better than slash beckon. Uh mm. and so like it does kind of feel that. Like they, you're like, oh, cool. So I can just skip it. And then you try to Aetherite jump and you can't. If you try to mount up, you, you leave can't. them behind. Right. You can't. And so like, it really does feel okay. a little bit it. like an anchor. Yeah, from but, the, but yeah, from that perspective, I get it now. Yeah. Like the Fabner one, you asked, you know, what fish did you guys sell? And mm -hmm. chat was sounding off which fish they sold. There are different outcomes. Yes. You immediately said, I can't wait till new game plus to see like, can you sell all three? Absolutely, you can sell three because I'm seeing people sell the first one or the second one or the third one. And so, like, all of them have different outcomes. Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of makes me wish New Game Plus was more granular because you're going to have to replay the whole chapter <laughs> to get to that point. Um, you know, instead of saying, mm -hmm. like, I just want to pick up it at sell fish. And, like, the StarCraft 2 would have, like, a challenge log for, like, okay, go sell all the fish and we'll give you a fish minion. Um, you know, so... Yeah. I think there's some exciting opportunities that they're opening effectively under the hood. What it is, is it's a slash follow. Yeah. And just like slash follow, if you slash follow on me and I mount and I outrun you slash follow will break. Mm -hmm. If I go through a teleport and like an Alliance raid slash follow will break. It's effectively a slash follow. They are able to kind of like clip through cliffs mm -hmm. and clip up cliffs. So like you can't leave them behind by like taking a staircase. So they're, they're a tiny bit better than slash follow, but it's, it's March. I liked it a lot more than the Beckon. You know, obviously with the leave quest. Oh, the oh. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I oh, like yeah. pulling my toenail off with a door more than Slash Beckon. Um, <laughs> that's awful. So... Oh, that's horrible. We got to get that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, slash Beckon. Slash Beckon is there to say, sorry, keyboard and mouse keyboard and mouse players but we have to make sure the controller players are inconvenienced and yeah like, okay because right, right. uh, okay. right. i have an up arrow enter up arrow enter you're yeah. like what do i have to bind this like what is the plan yeah bind this so... this one emote that only is a part of <laughs> i avoid those things anyway that's like off topic for so, the story itself so I, I think there's some cool stuff happening there yeah um when they presented it they kind of implied that, that conversation was going to be more like as you walked they're like conversating like right. as you walk by something, they just talk mm -hmm. aloud. And I pictured that being the way like WoW handles lore, um, where WoW will yeah, sometimes put a little bit of lore in game where they just they just talk at you. Exposition. Well, Destiny does this. A lot of action RPG action MMO, you know, that style delivers that kind of content to you. So you while you're doing the thing that you're like the combat, the the characters are then like feeding you that level of exposition, like, oh man, look over to the right, and they can't believe, you know, etc. So it's a, it is a, as the delivery style. I did think that they were going to do that. I, I'm just saying that I actually really enjoy it. Like as a non-story yeah. skipper, like I'm like, this is really nice. I want more of it. Like I really would love at some point, like if we just said, what if they just leveled up the trust system and literally you've got your characters. You're like, I'm just running around the world with these guys. They're just following me where I go. We're kind of, they're just throwing off like bits and pieces of stuff. Like this is great. Uh, so I, I bet they build it into future beast tribes. I oh, think yeah. it's the new Beckon. It's the new escort. Oh, yeah. I think all 
I, I don't see why escorts moving forward wouldn't <laughs> use this technology. All right, we got a shout out Chili Demon um, in chat saying Becker's the new part of emotes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, you guys are the uh, best. Oh my gosh. Oh, anyway, uh, let's talk about, uh, I guess the first real shocker, Labyrinthos. Like I was sitting here like, oh yeah, it's on the moon. Look at the artificial yeah, sky, yada, yada, yada. Perfect, this is great. It's under Charlayan. I was like, Somebody that said, is awesome. He said it was under Charlayan. I was like, I don't remember that. that I was is, convinced. Well, right. I was like, yeah, it's the city under the moon. I get it. The moon is not habitable. So they built it on it. Cause he said it was underground. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's under the moon. I got it. Got it. We're good. And they were like, do you want to go? Like, like now? Now? Like, yes, yeah, it's right downstairs. Downstairs. <laughs> downstairs. The, uh, I, I obviously like, I've got some, I got a couple of theories, right? So the first to get on the boat, I feel, I feel bad for anybody who's starting that cutscene, uh, cause it's a long cutscene who didn't have audio turned oh, the on opening. Yeah. 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 Because it's not, it doesn't, A, it doesn't warn you. This is going to be a long sequence. Yeah. Get your popcorn and B, it doesn't have like a test cutscene. So for anybody who had like their game audio off, mm -hmm. it's the very first cutscene of the expansion is like. 40 minutes of exposition and somebody told me that if you push escape trying to redo that it just dumps you into charlotte yeah like not nah, you got it once like you had your chance you had your chance the uh i really uh really appreciated the callback to my 1.0 uh limson uh entrance like if you guys see that scene any 1.0 players literally know like that is like shot for shot how that kind of scene played out except for when you come out on deck you don't see hydaelyn you see like the ship is being overrun um, by monsters and things like that. And that's where your Stola, you meet your Stola and she's like, puts up her like, bubble shield and, and whatnot. So it's like, it was so cool to hear thing feel. I was like, okay, this is really like bringing it all back for me a hundred percent. Like, and I love that aspect of it. Seven to Ultra LA in this place that I haven't, you know, we've only heard of, right? That it was like, and then when you learn that originally they designed the game, they were hoping to launch with six different starting cities, Charlayan being one of them. Um, you know, actually kind of finally stepping into this thing that's a part of this grand vision that they've had for the game for a long time. Uh, I was like, this is really, really exciting. I love the look and feel of it. And then all of a sudden, I really am getting in. It's really interesting to see the lore, the bureaucracy, the forum, and how all that's starting to unfold. And obviously, like one of the real shockers was how like even the forum members, if they wanted to, they couldn't because they're all been under this enchantment that has to have like 90% of the form to officially share what the sacred duty is. No idea, but my theories, obviously, especially as it relates to what they're doing in Labyrinthos, is it sounds like they're building some kind of arc. Uh, you know, whether, and and then, so, to do two things. Like they said that these aren't the end of days. Like that's what they keep saying. This isn't the end time. Uh, and so one of two things is that they either believe that, you know, in that regards, or they're lying so they don't cause panic so they can fulfill the sacred duty. And then the the thing I keep wondering is like, are they gonna try to like, is Labyrinthos so designed that it can move? Are they gonna launch that? Like, we're going we're going off planet here, or we're gonna go to Maricidia, or we're gonna do whatever? Because they've kind of talked about Maricidia and talked about like uh, how cultivating and these things. Like it's just utterly fascinating how that's all coming to be. Um, just it's it's this great mystery that I'm looking forward to solving. I think the boats going in reminded me of like Willy Wonka and I pictured it being more of a bunker. So yeah. I pictured it being more of a, like the world's really screwed up. So mm -hmm. we're going to take two by two, two by inside. Two. Yeah. And, um, and we'll have this little like front on the top to make money cause we need to make money, but we're going to like Atlas shrugged, take the best and brightest and we're going to just slide down into Bioshock land and, um, we'll see you guys later. <laughs> uh, when the nukes go off, yeah. 
we'll be underground. Yeah. Uh, sounds awful. Uh, so like, that's what I, I pictured. So when they talked migrate, I think my first thought was like, why would you need to go anywhere? Right. Like you've got trees, you've got monsters, you've got gardens. Like it's all here. It's massive too. Um, massive built out of a hollowed out volcano. And I was like, that's like, it's so fascinating. It's big. Mm -hmm. It's real big. So that was a big shocker in it terms of just its location. There. I know it's got its own ecosystem. It's really quite impressive. So it's not just book knowledge and data, but it's also like life, you know, plants, animals, creatures, things like that. But it sounds like they're building up to try and survive for set some period of time. They think that this end of the world would last for like, just like you said, kind of a fallout. And then it's like at some point it's like, okay, we can reemerge and, and recultivate and rebuild or something of that nature. So really quite interesting. I can't wait to see where that, that thread goes, especially as it relates to the forum. I really love the forum scene. I really loved it and how it, obviously Yastola used the line from the trailer, really connected. And uh, in Mont, Mont, like, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Montego. Um, um, I've been in people's streams every time like a trailer line gets used and they're like, yes, this yes, is the, this is the line. <laughs> uh, but uh, obviously the, with the teacher talk, I kind of like how he kind of stands up uh, for them and the form goes to where we don't get kicked out of Charlene. I thought that was actually like really, really cool. How I would be like, crap, if I get kicked out, I can't come back for a while. That's going to suck. I'm um, really bitter because I look at how like a game's mechanics work and I'm like, no, once you give me an Aetherite, there is no mechanic within 14 to take one away. Take one away. They've never taken one off of our list. So every time I'm given an Aetherite, I'm like, well, that's mine now. And so they're like, well, you're not going to be allowed here later. How? Oh, how? And so like, it's going to blow my mind the first time that 14's like, and you've unattuned. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? But like the, yeah. the, the, like the problem solver means like, okay, but what do you do about somebody who finds their way there and gets stuck? Like I'm sure mm. you and like the software side of things, you're like, what do you do about fringe cases? So right. it would have to be a really clean feature, um, to kind of allow them to take things away. Um, Unless they like shaking it off, right? Like mm -hmm. I'll let you go to the eighth ride, but you can't, you can't walk away from it. I when um, I, and I, when I was like in chats were saying Montechain, it's not Montague. So I was like, I know that's not right, but Montechain makes me also then tie into the Fly Me to the Moon, Montechain. Like when it, you know, it, it's obviously not the same song, but Donka Montechain. That's what it just. I, I started thinking uh, silly thoughts um, with this name, but. Uh, learning about obviously his uh, the theory with uh with more about aether and then essentially then even going into thavnir where they are talking about how emotion is this other type of energy which we commonly like which is kind of this unknown it's hard for them to test it but this no another layer outside of uh ethereal kind of like uh you know i guess theory and, and practice and as it relates to magic really kind of interesting to see that culture and that mindset and obviously we got the flower from heidelin uh and then that blew me away when uh when we saw um, Kral, uh speak as as uh, as a part of Heidelin, being a vessel in that regards, it was really cool. And then her talking about how she shepherded two souls, Menphilia's um, souls, uh, back to the source so she could rest here. But then obviously a second soul, which in my mind, my theory goes to, I'm wondering if she's bringing Reen across. And I don't know, you know, if that's the case, you know, nobody say anything, please, <laughs> whether I'm right or wrong. Um, yeah, don't check the comments on this video, Brian. And I'm not checking comments. I'm still still making frog. Uh, still making prog. <laughs> so, but I, that's, that's, the, that's the first thought. Anybody that corrects you. <laughs> no, it's just... And is ahead of you. Yeah. Um, no. So, the... Because um, you said a lot. So, yeah. how do you feel about the elephants? I love them. I absolutely love them. I was like... I, I cannot I, believe that they introduced a new race of people with new personalities... And by the point you're at, I already was like, 
best my buddies. Uh, I really I, like them both. It's weird, but I like their like they, they have a, this great work ethic. They got this great. I feel like they have this really good balance kind of approach yeah. to life and how they think about it and like valuing, you know, just like relationships and valuing research. And, you know, they just seem to be like this well, like rounded and somebody who I would just like, I would love to hang out with them in real life. Like that sounds yeah. like a really good group of people who are very like just generally interesting to kind of learn from. Um, yeah. And then tying it into kind of just how they like view the world and the Aether and things like that. Uh, I thought they were really great. And I was obviously like really connected. I, I, like I suck with names, but uh, when she gets, you know, pulled into the tower by chains by Van Daniel, who we learned was, at, you know, Asmon or you know, Amon, you know, it, you know, as a part of his sundered soul. And that actually helped because one of the things that people are like, oh, we learned this in Shadowbringers, like people like. Endwalkers help me understand what a Sundered Asian is and how that kind of functions versus an Unsundered more than Shadowbringers did. I think it was introduced, but sometimes you just got to keep hearing things a couple of times before it really clicks in my mind. And so all of a sudden I was like, oh, so you have the three Unsundered and they're no more now. But for a Sundered Asian, their soul got returned to the live stream. They kind of got reborn. And so they were part of, uh, you know, Amon in this case for Fandaniel. And then he was re-infused with his prior memories when he took the seat of fan back took back the seat of fan daniel and then all of a sudden it's like but he never still felt like fan daniel he just was like oh i i have these memories of this past Asian and, and here we go yeah I, when you had not yet started story um and i thought back to the questions i had going into this expansion mm -hmm. one of the ones i had was the difference between sundered and unsundered and the question did not come from Edwalker msq but you reference why that question continues to linger. Mm -hmm. um, it actually came from, I redid the summoner quest line for fear that it would reset. Mm -hmm. So I played back through it um, in, you know, in, leading up to Endwalker and the summoner quest line referenced, um, you know, you, like you see these references to Aether and you yeah. see these references to Asians and like there's a lot of big lore as opposed to like the warriors like I'm gonna unga bunga big behemoth and like it's good you know uh, there's a big bad thing and it's scaring this kid and I gotta go slay it with an axe uh and that doesn't really have like large world ramifications that's not scalable and the summoner thing's like oh really because we're gonna talk about the meaning of life and those yeah. who shape it oh, oh well, that's right, deeper right. uh, <laughs> so, um and so like I did have questions about kind of the sunder versus unsunder going into endwalker and so like what you're talking about is just the continuation of those very same questions mm -hmm. um in like I don't really understand how summoner uh, how the Asian how sundering because pre previously I kind of thought of it as like fractured souls and then these like greater beings but it does kind of create this question of like are there half steps where like memories a sundered person has the memories from a previous life that that feels like an advantage over just an irregular unsundered yeah. person yeah yeah I, I don't know that advantage is the right word it feels like it feels like a distinction <laughs> because i don't know that he's saying like yeah it was amazing i think he's just like no i i just got this like handed to me mm -hmm. um but it does feel I mean, can you imagine if you just woke up one morning and had like distinct memories, like every bit as much as like spending time with your kids mm -hmm. of like somebody's life from like the 1700s? Can you just like you just woke up and had that? Well, you got to think of just how like traumatic <laughs> that could be for some for some people in that regards, because all of a sudden it's like, who am I? You know, like in that you start questioning your existence and what it is. And that's the question that I wonder with Finn Daniel, like, is he really a nihilist or is he just feigning nihilism? 
um, for some kind of thing. And so then the theory I have absolutely running right now is that with Hydaelyn and with the fact that these uh, towers, we just, I finished the tower Zot, took out its heart, has a human, uh, has a limb in there as a part of the core, which was like, that's an interesting bit. I'm wondering if that comes back later, or if that's just a creepy thing about the tower. Um, <laughs> it's creepy. Yeah. I don't know. I just make it weird. Yeah. Do we need it? No. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> make it weird though. Um, but along that line, along that line with, uh, with Highland is that, you know, either that the towers are drawing more aether for something, I would assume some kind of grand summoning, uh, or, uh, that they want to draw and weaken Highland as much as humanly possible to do one of two things to destroy her, the source and this, obviously all the reflections or to have her like institute her own rejoining in that regard. It's like, okay, I've gotten to a point so weak, I can no longer maintain these other ones and has to reabsorb them just to like maintain the source because if the source just gets destroyed i would assume the others uh get destroyed those are my current running theories no idea if that's like anywhere where we're going with it so i'll find maybe i'll find out more soon enough um but uh then we kind of after the zot going and dealing more with Vanat, who i adore and it was so i'm i talked to chris after the fact on friday and how uh y'all were apparently having a a, a fun uh time with me going like when we met um Valine or like I suck with names uh the boy who's representing of uh the sand trap the sand trap yeah and I'm Definitely like oh. sad trap. I was like that's the guy that's the sand trap nope. 100% not <laughs> well, like he kind of is <laughs> okay <laughs> and uh so obviously uh the the sand trap truly being uh Vanat but obviously his eye infused into the into the boy who's his like, eyes and ears representation out there which was a perfect thing for having it being an all raw because they are part dragon uh, in that regards from their lore. So it just kind of, that kind of felt, uh, felt really like a good representation, uh, of that, uh, that race. And then obviously the, like the, the human, uh, Al-Ra, who's, uh, feigning to be the satrap, uh, you know, in that regards. And then the, him supplying the dragon sails. the coolest thing that I felt like we learned. Oh, sorry. Vitra. Thank you. Um, the coolest thing we learned from, uh, the, I think that storyline was that with Midgar Stormer, that he felt like this was the safest place, the best chance for dragons. Uh, so that's why they came to Highland after it's been sundered was one of the questions we, I've, you know, I've seen asked and maybe it was answered through some other avenue prior, but having it confirmed as a part of MSQ for me, I think was a really nice touch that, yeah, that's why we don't see dragons on the source. Dragons came to the source after all the sundering had happened and he felt like that was the best uh, chance for them. Uh, so I thought that was kind of a really cool piece uh, of it and to see, um, you know, Vitra uh, in this regards to see like that the relationship that she's got with man uh, or he's got with man through this and then how he didn't get involved with his brother's, uh, you know, kind of, you know, stance over there in, um, you know, with the, the whole Dragon War and obviously seeing the relationship with, uh, well, with Astinian. I was like, oh, that was a really cool play, especially because yeah. they were in. And he's like, all right, enough with the charade and raise the curtain. <laughs> I think a lot of it is that um, there's been a diverse amount of there's been a diverse amount of voice acting mm -hmm. and it's been across a lot of people. And so like the scale and depth of the voice acting, A, it makes it really jarring when it's not there. I will admit that. But B, like, I think it's it's really emotionally like it just draws you in. Yeah. Um, I assume that's why I care for the the elephants mm -hmm. is that they got they got voices. Yeah. Like, like, and and it doesn't always feel like secondary characters do. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't feel like it wasn't even like oh just want like it felt like they they got voices pretty early on. Um, 
And so I really, it kind of made me wish that they would move to a policy where somebody's first time on screen, they always get a voice because I noticed sometimes that you did what I did where like you're saying something a certain way and then they say it and you're like, oh, that's right. And like, I wish they, like, first time you're gonna give me somebody's name, first time mm -hmm. you're gonna give me somebody's voice, what, like, why don't you start me off? And then that way, when I'm reading, I, get, I, get on, I can hear their voice. Cause otherwise like there's this jarring, like I read the book and saw the movie moment mm -hmm. where like you read five scenes and then they talk and you're like, who are you? Who uh, and so um, I think it helps kind of put like accents and inflection and imply like a sense of region um, to an area to just give us that voices up front because mm -hmm. I think it really shapes Dabner. It makes Rook's like lore video from the media tour feel really special, but then is like, wow, and we have so much more because now we have NPCs to Dabner and that like the people really do shape an area. Mm -hmm. um, 100%. So super cool. So you're at 83. Mm -hmm. So you've Talk done some Dabner, stuff. you've done some Labyrinthos. Labyrinthos. And I stepped uh, finally into Garlemal. And this is what you'll experience and. Yeah. Um, so for what you look at and when you kind of get caught up from what I, cause like Chris is going to be kind of going through what I did this weekend talking about it. So if you guys want to join them, I know we're like 20 minutes into this, 22 minutes later. Uh, but if you guys are watching this and you want to go get more involved in this conversation, if you finish the whole story, Chris is going to be experiencing what I've, uh, what we're talking about here. Uh, Garlemald was uh, a very impactful piece. There's been a couple emotional times. Anytime I kind of got with Heidelin, I get choked up. Um, okay. I think, uh, that, uh, it was really like interesting. Um, I think there's essentially like, you can kind of see a couple of emotions, like namely with what you've seen up to this point, before we get into Garlemald of excitement, uh, you know, elation, uh, joy, mystery, you know, mm -hmm. in that regards, um, getting into Garlemald, like it's a dark story. It is very, very like sick and sad and bereft of hope. And so there's these real conflictions between our side, which I think is representing hope and joy and what we run in with Garlands. And I think that plays out in a couple ways. You have the lady in the green dress and that whole story, essentially, like when you look at like, you know, um, you know, just like nationalism. And when you look at some of these like core aspects taken into like an extreme, like a massive amount of distrust. We are savages, like just the language that the Garlands have viewed us with, despite what we would define as their atrocities, like just trying to put the boots on the other foot here, like looking at them and all of a sudden it's like their homeland's been destroyed. Um, like all, like they, like the majority of their people turned into these zomb zombified monsters or they got tempered. And the more that you stay tempered, the more that you get twisted. So you see your, your family going to try and kill it they're trying to kill you now to the point where then all of a sudden they're turning into these monsters and in pursuit of this you know you know tempered uh, mindset and beyond that i just think about especially when we look at um i'm gonna call him jules uh you know and his relationship with his family and how he was getting angry at us saying we have a cure for tempering we can cure them and had the fact that he had to put his family down and if somebody like you think of yourself in that kind of that kind of mindset, you know, like the joke was, you know, like, hey, uh, if there's ever a zombie apocalypse. What do you do? And my family made, gave me a hard time. They're like, what if Julie turns into a zombie? And it's like, well, I would just kill her. Like she's a zombie. And they're like, what if there's a cure? Like at that moment, like you're putting everybody at risk. In this case, like he's like, I'm. They're trying to kill everybody. We have to stop them. And then all of a sudden, a couple of like however long later, we come in. We're like, oh, there was a cure. Like. Oh no, like his resistance to that mindset, I thought was very like set and made sense, right? So I was like, yeah, he has Gosh. to deal with that 
Yeah, it's that much knowledge. easier to rationalize that, like, because if the there cure no comes later, tools. you have to let that decision live where it is. Yeah. Right? You can't go back and say, okay, because something was invented in 2020, people in 1980 were morons. Like right. That, you can't do that. They, right. You have to operate within what's available and possible at the time. But, but, but if imagine you find being out on that threshold. That <clears throat> right, imagine being, like, right on that, like... There are people that cross where, like... Right. And you see that, especially if you go back to when communication was more primitive, where, like, a civil war ends... And there are still battles being fought. So, like when you study the Civil War of the United States in in um, in history class, you actually study in order, and like you get to the end, and you get to the end of the war, and then there's another chapter yeah. of battles that still take place. And people are like, oh, are those just people who don't accept it? No, they didn't. They know. didn't know. Like <laughs> there's still there's still commanders doing their job in places like Texas, fighting it out. <laughs> and the game the game's over um but it doesn't like it still plays out and there's still human loss and there's still absolute like tragedy that strikes people that that feels avoidable if only they had had all the information that was possible at the time yeah um so i think that's really hard uh, i do think fabner where you're at, you've already laughed at like Astinian's blood being drawn you've already gone <laughs> through the pain of like fan daniel coming in and like mm -hmm. literally you know bastardizing their religion and like making this twisted version of their god yeah and like plague on their land and so like you've had these emotional highs and lows that's just like sick to your stomach to like just just having a good laugh um and garlemald where you're at like like it's just dark and dank like it yeah. there's there's no joy there it's, right. it's just well and then as they learn that the the 10th isn't coming as they as they learn like it's like garlemald is done and then essentially that like they've been trying to hold on to some hope and that hope has caused them to be stubborn that hope and then the language of years of these are savages right imagine like why would the savages come and save us they're savages they're here to destroy how us. would they even save us how they like they, they, they shouldn't have the skill set or the intellect right like one of the one of the things that you would have to do to hate somebody with that much power is you would have to dehumanize them. Yeah, they they, and we've be been dehumanized so much that is it, it, it. They can't reconcile in their minds that a you they don't have care to, for their kids. They don't right. have hopes. They don't have. They're they're they, just they can't read. Savage. They can, they have they're no technology, etc. So like this whole propaganda machine for years is actually now biting them in the butt because it's like they now have to reconcile that what they've been taught is a lie they now direct they have to do all these so many acceptances in such a short time that it's just like it, it is just chaos right it is chaos and there is this sense of like okay like and so it's just people have to process that and i, I and it, i'm appreciating that the story itself isn't oh you're here oh we were wrong oh we're, we're friends and allies now like it's like legitimately no you're our prisoner and i do want to say i, I appreciate so much that they know we're the champion of Eorzeum. It's not like we're going on these quests to sit here like, oh, help me out with this. Oh, you're really a great hero. No, it's like, oh, don't even bother collaring this guy. He's the champion of Eorzeum. Wouldn't hurt him in the first place. Nothing we can really do to keep him at bay. Okay, so you're in the subway. I don't know yeah. how far you are. Um, I got to the I've point. Watched, I got I've watched to, your play. Yeah. I'm eight hours behind in your playthrough. I, I got I got to the point where screen. where we had there like the counter offer and then obviously the suicide. And the suicide hit me hard. Like the suicide part hit me there hard. There was no trigger warning. I was angry. I, I don't think I, I cried for like 20 or 30 minutes. I was just mad. Yeah, I um, cried. I, I, it hurt. 
I felt that so much and it really made me, it made me angry. It made me sad. It made me, it just, I had so many emotions. I, I don't know your relationship with suicide. So my <laughs> family has some suicide in it. Right. Like I think anybody would. My family. So the, the suicides in my family, um, most of them center on um, people who have served. Um, they, they went off to war and they were told to come back and be normal human beings mm -hmm. and they were not able to make that transition right um and so there are a lot of like very young when i was a kid i remember being taught about suicide mm -hmm. probably around the same age i learned about death i mean yeah. i remember being eight or nine years old and having these conversations with my grandfather these dark conversations and um my grandpa's view, because he lost a couple brothers to it, were um, because he served, was if you need to take some time, you can always just leave. And like, yeah, it'll hurt us, but like, you can leave your wife, you can leave your kids. And the phrase he would use is collect driftwood. Um, like that you can just go be homeless somewhere. And like, if that's what you need to do, if you need to go jumpstart your life somewhere else, because you can always come back from that. And so if you need to pick up your life and you need to just go be someone else and and not take a phone number and not take contact information, like, yes, we would be hurt. But like, you can come back five years later, 10 years later, and we can try to heal that. And so I just remember how mad he was at his brothers for saying, I can't have my normal life and I can't get past this and I'll never be better and I'll never heal. And then making a permanent decision to something that he always viewed as, as temporary. And so because of the age that I was taught that, I remember growing to be really, really frustrated at that loss, at the loss of, at a, at a non-emotional level, the human potential, just the, just the you're capable of still impacting the world in a positive way. But at the emotional level, at, at taking away an opportunity, not just from you, from your entire family. And I just remember like it, it's a grief, but like it just, it just makes me mad. Um, it makes me mad at them. It makes me mad at the situation that caused it. It makes me mad at me for being mad at them because that's not fair because I'm not where they're at. And so like, it, it makes me mad at my own family for like teaching me that this is a, a healthy way to deal with this. And like, like, it just makes me mad across the board. And so like for that all to just, just drop in, um, like I, it made me cry. It made me angry. It, it just, it was a lot to deal with. And it made me mm -hmm. mad at square for putting this in a game that like, there are games out there that tackle hard subjects. Yeah. 14 tackles some, but it's usually optional, right? When you think about like Sestasha having gross stuff in it it's in a side room it's not even required to clear the dungeon um like when you think about these moments that's the example i go to because it's early on in the game mm -hmm. and so i can say it even in like non-spoiler streams but like when you think about these things like sorrows over lit's dark but that's optional content so to mainline this with no trigger warning when you don't know what somebody's gone through, when you go through 2020 and you come into this, like it just, I don't know why, it just made me angry. Um, the, um, and, 
-hmm. it was a lot of feeling it's a lot of feeling to take on oh yeah and like i was you know he's obviously not a real person but it's still that the story in itself is is incredible in that point where it's like having just spent a little time with him it's like no don't like can i infuse you with the knowledge that it will be okay and you're not wrong there will be war profiteers like his lines speak true it speaks to what i believe is going to happen after endwalker once there is no more big bad we're going to fight each other like that's the theory that i have that you know this concept of peace it's like there's still going to be opportunists you still have the syndicate there's still these threads of these like you know uh, of people who will try to take advantage um out of fear like you know and that's one of the things varus hit on that's one of the things that on their regards um this this moment because like one of the things i say like it was related to suicide like uh like we got very lucky like my uncle tried to take his life but he survived it and To this day, like I know how, oh, that's hurt my dad so bad, you know, and we're lucky because he survived. Not everybody gets that opportunity. And I know like one of the things I usually relate to all this is that, you know, there's this mindset that what we go through is unique to us. But even Colbert said that it's like in suffering, like we become more human. He was often... He often is amazed that people don't ask him more about his brothers and you know and his family you know it's like it's something that makes us more human more connected to one another because like our the individual instance you know is, is personal but that loss that suffering that connection you know like that's something we can relate to so that it's like uh, there was a story about like a, a woman who was who was grieving and I think the priest said, like, go tell your story to everybody in the neighborhood. And she came, she came back more connected to the neighborhood because people can relate to that. You know, they can relate to that in, in ways that like this, this instance with this uh, individual is so complex of emotions because there, I, there is anger. Like I, I'm, I did not like that. There's also this sense of like, emotional you know piece of it like that wasn't necessary not from a story perspective but he didn't have to make that choice to you know continuing on you know going forward like that choice has been made you know it's kind of, you know i don't know why but it's like you know like with same thing with Aerith, where Aerith he obviously didn't you know take her own life or that was chosen for her you know in that regards and that became such a big moment in final fantasy 7 to a lot of people this feels like that that this has such gravity it makes me nauseous and it makes me sick it makes me sad and it's a lot to take on in a yeah. video game right and i didn't see it coming i was like please no 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 and they the way that i mean outside of the emotion side of it the way that it was shot the way that this, the cutscenes were staged genius editing like g like that that had that I mean, oh, just, I, I went back mm -hmm. to every time I've lost anybody. I've I've lost friends to sudden things, overdoses, car wrecks. Mm -hmm. um, driving. You, know, you and I lost a, a shared friend um, that, that, you know, four or five years ago to something sudden. And like that is easier for me to get through grieving wise because it's just the gap. It's just the sadness. Mm -hmm. um, this specifically takes on the like, I have a view of reality 
And if it can't be the view that I want it to be, then it's not the reality I want to be a part of reality I want to be in. And then like I had I had a friend my freshman year of college take his life because of that. Because his college experience was not gonna be what he thought his family needed it to be or he needed it to be or I don't know, I don't get to ask him. I don't get to ask him. Something wasn't going his way. And and I don't know how deep and dark it went because I, I don't get to ask him. There just was one day he was there and he said he needed some time and he went back to his dorm room and I didn't hear from him for a day or two and didn't think anything of it. And then he was gone. And so like, I think, you know, maybe in Garlemald there's nobody left to mourn this guy and it's it's not like that. But I think the reason I get mad is because he's not giving a chance to ask follow-up questions. It's not, you know, I would like to diagnose myself with basically cancer and I'm going to give myself 18 months to live. Does anybody, like, I'm going to go have these last experiences and I've decided as a logical outcome that I don't want to be around five years from now and that's my plan. And I'm going to make sure that I don't leave an impact. I think the other reason I get mad is because like when my uncles have taken their life, like it's like him, it's, it's messy. And I don't mean like physically messy. I mean like the whole, like you just drag your crap through everybody else's life. Mm -hmm. And so like, I think I was just mad at him. And like, it's amazing that Square Enix can make me care about a random character so freaking fast. Because he's new, like right? He, maybe and I, I, I'm a story skipper through Evans. No, he's, Stormblood, he's new. But I think I mean, he's new. In terms so, like, of like, I don't we've know heard of these and, characters, and I was you know? I was immediately mad at him. I immediately am like, does he not have a wife? Does he not have kids? Does he not have people he served with? Like, there's nobody that gets any value to their life because of him. Mm -hmm. Now, I do want to. Uh, Satter uh, Logoth says, reminded uh, from a Japanese game. This is kind of how their military leaders used to respond to being defeated. Culturally heavy influences the narrative and i you know that i historically yeah i, I can understand that aspect it's across the board though right it's across the, the people board. who lose in war suicide's not an uncommon no well hopefully you guys uh i know that was a like turned into a very heavy topic but if you guys are struggling out there you know you can always uh, please reach out to a friend a family um, my discord's always open i always want to you know make sure that you know, especially the last two years, we know that it's been rough. One of the things, the goal <laughs> that we have in terms of content, what we feel kind of, a, you know, is just to help kind of make fun videos and great conversations. And so that's the goal. Obviously this video uh, is dealing on a lot of heavy subjects. So you're not alone. Um, there is always hope. And, ho and hopefully you can take that from uh, the story of the grand, the great grand company in this regards, what we our mission is. Uh, in this game so that's something to kind of look at and relate and just see that if you are in that space you know like that's that's one viewpoint but there's a lot of others and one of those is that that's why i think for me the tragedy so lost and especially when it comes to alice and alpha no in that relationship like they're excited let's go get with this guy you know like we can show him we we are true and honest and we mean that and you know and that's that's exactly what you know and so reach out to a friend a family Call somebody if you're, if you're um, you know, obviously in, in a dark spot. And it would be understandable. Like, these last two years have been awful, you know? You know, everybody's been dealing it with their different ways. So, um, that's <laughs> that's where I left off. I, I did one quest after that in terms of just bouncing around. 
And it looked like your last stream was short, and I didn't know. I didn't know that was just time. It was, well, like so, so, so I'm gonna start. So there's a four and a half hour stream in front of me, and then there's a two hour and forty seven minute. And if I was like, wow, two hours and forty seven minutes, I would think that he would just like hold off for another day if that's all he could play. But I know that after that, I was like, I want to be done. Like, so I just be after done. that, the best thing happened. I'm sitting here, like legit, like I'm sitting here just. I'm live, right? Like I'm sitting here just. How do I? I, I'm sick. I want to stop. I want to be done. Mikey runs up. Hey, dad, let's do a puzzle. So you'll see that as a part of that. Like legitimately, I, I'm like, okay, let me finish this this quest. And then I, I just, I just went, hour. I just went down and played with the kids. Like how we went and then we went Christmas light looking like legitimately. I was like, all right, you know, I'm, <laughs> I goes, I am so thankful for my family in that regards. They're all out there playing dinosaurs outside the door. Um, and they got a bunch of dinosaurs from their grandparents already. So it's like got lots of dinosaurs that I'm stepping There's on. There's no wrong way to grieve. Like just just get through it your way, right? Like there are multiple stages, but like I heavily focus on the anger part mm -hmm. for that particular type of loss. Yeah. Um and but like there's no wrong way to get through it. So I think that's great. Right. I kept playing because I was like, well, what I would normally do if I had a big loss is I would drop into something like an MMO, something I could just go put my time in. Yeah. But it's just escapism just takes over. I just need to be somewhere else for a time. But the place I want to be is Eorzea. And so I was, that's the other reason I was like, you, you took my place. You took like, my, like yeah. where am I supposed to go? Yeah. <sighs> that's so far where I'm at, man. I'm, I'm right there with you. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing on. I'm just like, Gosh, I just feel like it's probably going to get a little bit worse before it gets better. Um, there's still like a lot of looming problems. I really, really seven mean, levels worth of looming problems. Seven <laughs> levels of them of the looming. Uh, uh, but it yeah. was it was good to go play with the kids after uh, after that you know that moment and kind of just get to spend time with them and you know do some holiday holiday stuff. And <laughs> that was the other thing. I was like, okay, eighty one kind of sucked. All right, all right, eighty two kind of okay. This is getting all right, guys. Like. Like where's where's the dip? How low is this thing gonna ride? <laughs> uh, so there's lots of questions. I'm just I'm just waiting to see. So, um, yeah, right. that's that's where I'm at so far. When are you playing more? I'm hoping uh, I got to do some work work stuff, and then um, it might be tomorrow. Tomorrow might be okay. the uh, the day that I, I do a full big stream. Uh, I know tomorrow night um, with the patch that's happening tonight should help relieve some of that. So tomorrow what time? Um, it would be eight thirty. Um, kind of a, a good start. Okay. Update me guys. Cause I'm going to be live doing through all this. Um, my, my plans to go through all this. Uh, I have about eight hours of your footage to get through. Yeah. Um, and I don't have eight hours left in stream today. So I'll let you know. I'll let I you know. To, I would need to if I, if it. I'm not done with work stuff, work, work stuff, then I, I'm going to have to, I need to do the work stuff because officially like I'm going to six flags on, on Wednesday. So uh, it could even be that I kick it off tomorrow night. I, like, I'm, I'm going to try to get a day stream in and really get as much prog yeah. as I can because that's what I want to do. Um, but we got to make sure that we have enough money in January because <laughs> it's like, all right, with the holiday, like when I take holiday, I don't get paid. You know, I don't get PTO like it's. You know, yeah, I was talking about on stream earlier. My, my stream schedule is all over the place because my family all seems to have in their mind that like, well, you're your own boss. Can't you just like not work? Sure. And not get paid too. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys want to give a Christmas gift, uh, go hit a playlist over on Gaming Kind of Work the Game or Ginger Prime. Uh, yeah, that is exactly how that works. That's literally like that's that's they the scale way they, perfectly. <laughs> we just need like 
10,000 people just like <laughs> marathoning videos. Uh, oh, cool. Great. I'm taking, I'm taking a week off. I'm going to go get some rest. So uh, thank you guys so much for the support. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. Chris, why don't you take us out? I might actually run this also as a podcast in MP3 form just because we're at an hour pretty much. Do it. Do it. Guys, um, we're going to keep checking in with Brian every time that I can. Uh, hopefully, like every eight to ten hours for however many hours that is. I know how long Endwalker lasts. He does not. Um, and so hopefully you guys are enjoying this along the way. We're just trying to kind of document this because we've looked back and we're like, I wish I had I wish I had pictures from that from before. I wish I had. Um, and so I think this is a really special moment in Final Fantasy's history. And we are enjoying sharing this journey with you where I have completed it and brian is going through it for the first time so hopefully you guys are enjoying it too and either way we'll see you next time take care